have I have something to tell you, and it's how I know I'm getting Talk older. Talk to me right now. All right. So I went to Staples today. That's not that's not what makes me feel old. Um, and there was this man, middle-aged yeah, man. Sam, like, you're there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> there was this middle-aged man there, like, oh. very white, gray hair, very tan. He is walking across the parking lot to Staples, as I am walking to. He is wearing booty shorts and a crop top t-shirt. And the back of the t-shirt was completely cut off, but the sleeves were still there. So from the front, it was like crop top t-shirt. From the back, it was like backless, but you could see like the collar of the shirt and the sleeves. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I looked down and he was wearing Crocs. And as soon as I saw the Crocs, I was like, oh, that's that's a man that loves comfort. And then I just went about my day. That's how I know that I'm getting old. Wow. I, that outfit sounds dope. You had me at... Hell no. And welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I am Allie. And I'm Mel. And this is our podcast where we try to figure out why we love movies that hate us so much. Oh wow. boy, do we. We explore the romance genre and all of its uh, glory, I guess, <laughs> just Rock to figure cons. out what Dramas. the appeal is. And and it's not even to say, because neither of us really are, gr- we gravitate towards other genres, but we even have romance movies that we like, even though both of us on principle don't like romance movies. Allie, we, what do you like to watch for fun? If I need like a fun, like, okay, we're going to check out, we're not going to get stressed out, I'll watch an action movie. I or, like particularly like a heist um, I love a heist. I love things where it's like, we're friends, and that's why we're doing this crime. Um, I'm trying to think, I want, maybe I talked about this last time, but I, I watched Rock and Rolla, but it was not a heist. Oh, it, weak. Not really. It did have a Gates on Hardy, though. Ooh, we love. Uh, ding dong. How about you, Melanie? What do you like to watch? I love horror and all things spooky. Um, last night... Uh, and by last night, I mean at like four in the morning. I watched uh, Quarantine. What? Uh, no. Honestly, th- listen, there's a lot that I could say about it. Basically, the premise is that uh, Jennifer Carpenter, who we all know as the <gasps> sister from Dexter. Icon. Um, plays a reporter who's doing a story on like firemen and like what they do. And she goes on a call with them to an apartment building and they all get sealed inside by the CDC because of a virus. Um, and it's a it's an American oh remake of a Spanish horror movie. Ooh. And um, it's very interesting. The Horror Virgin has an Ooh. episode about the Spanish one. So if you like listening to like movie podcasts, I highly recommend The Horror Virgin. But that's basically what I like to do. And I literally like I wasn't even scared. I had a great time. I was like, oh, my God, they're so stupid. Look at those idiots. Like I would be better. Like I would be better in a disaster scenario. Oh, that's how I am when I watch a heist movie. I'm like, they didn't take this into account. Bitch, you can't plan a goddamn email. Today, today we oh. have 
We have real special news for you guys. We're, yeah! We're about oh, to do I'm a, so excited. We are going to talk about a big bad mamma jamma in the romance genre. You better hang side spider monkey. Twilight! Twilight! <laughs> we're, talk- we're finally doing it, motherfuckers. Oh, it's on Netflix, and now that I live in New Jersey and Allie is in Arizona, that's the only way that we can really do this. And oh, my God. I have to say, even though Ali and I, I don't know if anyone who's listening knows this, at the start of quarantine, yeah. Ali and I we- marathoned all the Twilight movies together. We because did. We basically quarantined together because we used to be neighbors. And we were next door neighbors, and so we quarantined together, and we watched so much all fun. of them. Those, Ugh. first of all, the movies, bonkers. Bonksville Station, absolutely fucking bananas. Um. But watching this first one, oh boy. I oh boy. Forgot. I mean, let's just get right into it. I here's something I will say. I forgot how much fun the first one is. Yes. Like, frankly, the first one has an interesting look. It's like a fun little indie high school movie. Like th- there's parts of this that I feel are genuinely like a decent high school movie and it's fun and it's silly and I, I something else I think is funny is that for us this is like kind of flashback to what high school is like for us because we were seniors when this came out like we would have also been 17 when this movie came out yeah I and remember so, seeing it I saw the yeah. premiere at at the movie theater with my high school friends who my friend Kelsey shout out to Kelsey she's probably not listening we haven't talked in like 10 years but Fuck you, Kelsey. No, no Kelsey's great. Oh, we just went to sorry. different colleges. Oh, sorry. Kelsey, Kelsey, you're great. I'm so sorry I said that. First of all, anyway. shout out to Kelsey. She's the one that made me read Twilight because everyone was reading it junior year, and I was like, okay, this looks stupid. I'm going to read Lord of the Rings. Nobody okay, is surprised by this. And we, we were it. having a slumber party one night, and she was like, you have to read this book. It's like a really fast read. You're going to love it. And I... And she told me that it was like a vampire romance. And um, if you guys knew me when I was in high school, let's just say I had a really big Anne Rice, like Lestat, the vampire phase. So I'm coming off of like Anne Rice, like dick tease, homoerotic vampires that never actually do anything. And then oh, I read Although Twilight. if you want to hear about them doing these things, though, can I just say something real quick about Anne Rice? Yeah. Because I didn't know, because I also knew Anne Rice is like kind of a homoerotic dictates, um, where it's like talking a lot about how much these vampires are so deeply in love with how beautiful each other is and like talking about each other's lips and chests, but like never doing anything really. Yeah. Except like we're going to raise a child together and you're like, okay, whatever. That is nice. Okay. Right. So, so I that listened was what to I was coming books. out of when I yes. read Twilight. And I have to tell you, I read the first book in like one night. I think I did too. It's it though they are like quick reads. Like, were you um, even a teen girl in two thousand and eight if you didn't read Twilight in one night? Yeah, and then you were like, "Mom, we have to get the other book of this series." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you read New Moon, and you were like, "Oh my god!" And your mom's like, "What is going on with you?" Yeah. <laughs> I will say this about Anne Rice, though: if you want like not dick tease Anne Rice, and I didn't know this, I okay, I listen to audiobooks to to fall asleep. Um, uh, a lot of times it's like just to hear a certain like soothing voice or like kind of an okay story as I fall asleep. Um, and I know you're like, Allie, there are apps where you could just hear nice voices to fall asleep. 
maybe I want to listen to a story or, or like a book or whatever. Ma- I, whatever. I don't care if I'm doing it wrong. Basically, uh, I'll t- sort by voices, like who's narrating it. And so Alfred Molina, I've listened to... Al- Alfred Molina has been like reading me to sleep for a long time. Almost a year, probably. And uh, I saw that the Vampire Armand was one that he read. So I was like, oh. check this out. It'll be fun to listen to. Ooh. Melanie? Get Most ready. of that book. No, I am really... I'm, I, I was shocked. The first, like, hour of that audiobook is Alfred Molina describing, like, gay erotica. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell I, I was yeah, falling asleep dude. listening to, like, Amadeo. I was like, excuse me? Anyway, so if you are if you want the Anne Rice that's not a tease, damn. Anyway, we're not talking about that now. <laughs> no, we are not. We are talking about we're Twilight. Talking Twilight! And, and this, uh, this movie... Okay, let me make this really clear. I don't like Twilight, and I don't know if you feel the same, Allie. I don't like Twilight because it's good. I like it because it's bad. It's well, that's kind of part of it. it it's fascinating. It is. It is somehow so fascinating and so watchable, despite it being so infuriating and angry. And for the most part of the story, the main character is incredibly passive in her own life. Things are happening around her. It's a story where, like, interesting stuff is sort of happening on the periphery, but that's not what the story is about. The story is about this girl who, like, is so willing to give up her agency. Um, Yes, and also, (sighs) not only does she not... It's not that she doesn't have agency... I mean, okay... Uh, this is gonna come out weird. It's I feel like it's not necessarily that she doesn't have agency, because she does. Like when she mm-hmm. is going, when Bella is moving from Phoenix to Forks before she and Edward fall mm-hmm. for each other, she's like fine. She's just like a shy, quiet person, but she's got a pretty strong sense of self, and she gets along with all the kids who at the school fine. Sorry, I have a theory about this, but finish what you are going to say. Oh, yeah. Let me finish, and then I want to hear your theory. Because, Mm -hmm. and I, and it's not that she gives, I feel like because she enters into this abusive relationship that causes her to be codependent, that's when her agency is taken away from her by Edward. I don't necessarily, and I know that, like, it's written that way. But, like, honestly, this relationship that this whole series centers around is an abusive relationship. Yes. 100%. Yes. I, okay, so something I noticed, particularly watching this movie again, um, and we'll get into the stuff that, frankly, I gotta love about this movie, but um, something I noticed, okay, Bella is, uh, frankly, has negligent parents. And, like, her mom is kind of just always off. Her mom's like, I'm going with this guy I married. And kind of isn't super invested in the fact that her daughter is like, okay, I'm just going to move with my dad. Her dad, who we'll get to Charlie. you know, Daddy more. Swan! <sighs> Look, it, we'll get to that in a second. Here's the thing. While her dad clearly cares about her, something she, Bella even says is, like, he doesn't hover. He is distant. Bella is, and also Bella is constantly... 
separating herself. Like, all the kids are interested in hanging out with Bella. She is borderline rude to them. She's like, you don't want to hang out with me. I kind of keep to myself. Please don't pay attention to me. Oh, I fall down. She's, like, unaware of her own surroundings. She's unaware of her body. It's a classic thing of kind of being raised or, like, being forced to be independent on her own and not bother anyone. I don't want to bother anyone. And so also, because of her parents, what she considers to be love is someone who is... Um, emotionally distant uh, and maybe doesn't act but maybe kind of selfish or kind of negligent and someone so her, when Edward is constantly like coming up to her to be like you shouldn't hang out with me um, stay you should probably stay away from me to like tell her what to do but still being very cruel and cold to her that's why she immediately perceives it as love she's like well love is like when someone is distant Love is when someone is kind of shitty to you. Um, and uh, I had that realization while watching that, this. That, Allie, makes perfect sense to me. And I would even take Thank it a you. step further and give you some evidence to support that theory. Because I forget who she's talking to, but this really stood out when I watched it this time. Is that she was going to stay with her mom and her mom's new husband. And she's like, yeah, he's fine. I like him. But, like, my mom was so excited and, like, I basically, she says, like, I've basically always just been a burden to my mom. So. Yes. It, and, yes. And I wanted yep. her to be happy. So I left to stay with my dad. And that's 100% a trauma response. Yes, it is. Exactly. Thank you. Correct. I thought that was something I noticed, too. I'm so glad you brought that up. And, like, even like that, with. That yeah. is not only incredibly sad, but very much not okay. It's a bummer, and it's, oh, and, uh, it's, Yeah, so no wonder uh, when this man, man, in quotes, undead creature, uh, pays her any kind of attention, and and Mm -hmm. it's the negative attention you're talking about, that's what draws Mm -hmm. her in. Yes, she's like, oh, that's what it is. Because the kids in her high school, and this is, I, I grant, I think this is honestly, like, a decent high school movie. Yeah, it is. It's fun. I fully believe the dynamics with the teen kids. They're funny. They're weird. Um, uh, they, uh, they're they so weird. I love it. They are weird. But they're so immediately effusive. They're excited to see her. They're going to write a feature about her in the paper. They want it, they're inviting her to sit with them. They're inviting her to talk to them. All Every boy she meets asks her to prom. And she's like, no. Yeah, no, and no, the, in the please movie, stop. they no, don't. No, 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 no. In, yeah. in the movie, they don't play up her relationship with Mike as much as it happens in the books. Mm-hmm. Which, and listen, I am a book purist. So, okay. um, <sighs> listen, are you surprised? Nobody's no. Su- nobody listening to this is surprised. I have big Virgo type A anal retentive energy okay i've always had it i will always have it i currently have it is very strong i'm about to start law school i'm freaking out let me freak out and so basically like when i saw this movie when i was 17 i was like that's not like the book and that's not like the book and that's not like the book and kelsey was like melanie shut the fuck up we're trying to enjoy ourselves also frankly i like the changes that they make from what i remember of the book i think it's interesting i think it's fun i think they like this the frankly the movie gives her slightly more at least the first one gives her slightly more i don't know character or like fire than 
the books do. I would agree with you. The books from agree. the jump are all Bella doesn't want to bother anyone. Bella is very passive. I'm immediately devoted to this boy. Whereas at least in this movie for like some time when Bella, when Edward is shitty to her, she's like, fuck you. You don't need to talk to me. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't even say hi to me. There's so many. God, I laugh so hard in this movie. The, the, this movie is more interesting to look at. Um, you can tell the like influences that this had on all a bunch of other kind of spooky teen shit. Um, and you can tell the fun. influences it's, on this movie from classic film too. And it's like kind of I don't know if campy is the right word, but you can tell they're like, no, we're allowed to have fun with this. We're making like an indie spooky movie, and it does kind of piss me off a little bit that Catherine Hardwick directed this and tried to bring a lot of cool stuff to it. And then once it was successful, and once they were like, okay, we're going to give it bigger budget, they fired her and hired, like, a bunch of male dude, like male directors. Yeah, I, well, I mean, um, it definitely shows in the later films, too. I know we're focusing only on, on Twilight, like the first Twilight, and not the Twilight Saga yeah. right now. But, like, it really shows. Um, and I think you have observed astutely and correctly, milady. Thank you. I... This movie is wild. I wrote down so much in the beginning, like the way she holds her phone when she talks to her mom. Um, oh, okay. When Edward f- comes back, because initially when she's sitting, th- there's the whole thing when she first enters the classroom and he like can't stand the smell of her. Yes. <laughs> and then after he's gone for a few days and then he comes back and they're trying to like, She's, like, trying to be nice to her or, like, figure her out. (laughs) And he's, like, talking to her about the weather. And he's, like, do you like the rain? And she's, like, no. I don't like the cold. But but my favorite part of that is she's, like, are you really going to talk to me about the weather right now? Same. I liked that. But when she goes, any, I don't like any cold, wet thing. And he smiles. He like smirks. And I'm like, is he talking? Is he thinking about his dick right now? Like, what is happening, sir? Why? I'm. I. Also, all the vampires look like the most obvious vamp. Like the second Carlisle shows up, you're like, that's a vampire. Why is no one in this small town like? Well, the doctor is a vampire. Like, of all of them, he looks the most like this is a vampire. Yeah. Also, something um, I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, is that, like, there's that moment when Edward in his fucking gray-ass peacoat driving a Volvo being aggressive when he's driving her home after those guys yes. um, mm-hmm. get up in her business. And she, yeah. like, barely touches his hand, and she's like, oh, my God, you're so cold. But then he, like, shakes her dad's hand another time. No reaction whatsoever. No reaction. Charlie, I, uh, Charlie, no reaction. Oh, God. Okay. But also, Kent, look, I don't love that arguably the most attractive person to me in this movie is her cop dad. But <laughs> frankly, he's maybe the best character in the, in the series. And also, uh, Melanie, back me up on this. Like, Charlie Swan could a hundo percent get it. Oh, yeah. Fuck. L- listen, I don't normally <laughs> say daddy, like, ever. Fucking Barf. daddy Swan. Like, honestly, and he's so good in this movie. Like, he's kind of heartbreaking. You could tell he genuinely is, like, kind of a sweet, nervous, like, anxious dad. 
Um, who's he, barely spent any time with his daughter and has no idea how to parent a teen. Yeah. And it, that's like a sad thing he says. is like, I just got you back. And it's like, you can tell he's like, okay, I actually do want, like, I, he doesn't know how to express that he wants his daughter here. It's, ugh, harp, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, it's oof, but, um. But I think the, we should not forget also that, like, he is a negligent parent. Like, she straight oh, up, she straight up yeah. just, like, runs away from him and he doesn't really do anything. He's the chief of police. <laughs> yeah, like, also, I feel like. Sir? And maybe, maybe this is just me expecting too much, but, like, shouldn't the chief of police be able to identify the signs of, like, domestic abuse or an abusive relationship? Well, normally if they are able to identify it's because it's in their own home. Yeah. Um sorry. Not I'm not anyway. Uh whatever. Um But yeah, I, you're I, you're right. Oh. But also like Charlie Swan yeah. can get it and uh-huh. oh my god, can he get it? And um oh. I, I love his mustache and I wanna put my face on it. I wanna Come put on. my face on it. Come on. When he's just standing in that flannel and he's like, Bell are you doing okay? I'm like, Ugh. are you doing okay? Um, oh, I will say this. Her truck is sick. I love that yeah, truck. Yeah, it's a good truck. It's a good um, truck. Oh, this is something that pissed me off because this is related to the, like, Bella only can see, like, love as being either distant or kind of weird or something. Like, she sees Jacob at La Push when they all go to La Push. Yeah. And she says to him, are you stalking me? Bitch, we haven't seen him since the beginning of the movie. Also, you're on the reservation. We're on he the reservation, lives, white girl. I think he even says, "I live on the reservation." Like this is you're on the reservation. I think he even says that to her. Yeah, like, he's like, me. Uh, "I live here." <laughs> that being said, something I do want to recommend, like while we're while we are going to talk about this movie, like I do think we should mention, like, "Hey, donate to the Quailu re- uh, tribe." Because, like, they weren't consulted with... Stephanie Meyer didn't consult them. Stephanie Meyer didn't give them any, like, profits. They weren't... She kind of just, like, made up a bunch of stuff about treaties and all this, like, how they turn into dogs. And then was just like, I guess that's cool. And they were like, no. So they don't have... They don't see any profits from this. They don't see any, like, real respect from this series. So, like, yeah, while we are talking like, about and, yeah, this. Yeah, and for those who think they were, like, a fake tribe she made up, no, she literally no. was just, like, what Native Americans live in this area, found mm-hmm. out it was the Quileute. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. Same. I mean, yeah. um, and <laughs> And was like, great, we're going to write about them. Like, mm-hmm. and they're a small tribe, too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of so messed it, up that this is, like, a billion dollar franchise and that tribe has seen not even a penny nothing so So. while we i do want to just acknowledge like while we are going to be talking about this and like we're having fun we're not going to acknowledge like racist shit in this movie and this series and also like donate to the yeah and i know the werewolf thing doesn't come in until other movies but i really don't like the idea of brown people being dogs like i yeah she found a way to uh this is also something stephanie meyer um i think put something in there but basically didn't agree uh to allow any people of color to be anything but villains um for example Catherine hardwick was like oh what if like 
some of the Collins are not white. Like, for example, she was like, I think Alice, I, I kind of would like to use the Japanese actress for Alice. And Stephanie Meyer was like, no, they're all white. Everyone's white. <sighs> yep. Also, Alice, by the way, is so boring and lame. And she kind of talks like this. Did Hi, you say, I'm wait, Alice. did you say horny or boring? Boring. Okay, agreed. I don't get horny from her. She's very boring. If she were horny, I would that would at least be something. You know um, you know who we should talk about though? We should talk about Jasper Cullen. Oh okay, we dart we aren't there yet. As of this movie, we we don't get to the most heinous reveal. But he's also like such a babe. What? Okay, I didn't know. Jasper Cullen can get it. He's the only what? he is what? the only what? vampire what? that can fucking what? get it. No! What? What are you saying to me right now? Jasper Melanie. Cullen is a no. hottie bumbalati and I will no. die on this hill. Melanie, that wig, are you? Melanie. I Melanie. know the wig is bad. Listen. No. Listen. Listen. Melanie. Listen. Listen. No. <laughs> I'm listening, but I am. What? Okay. Is it because he does the baseball bat trick? Because that was cool. But uh, that didn't make just... me think. I'm going to fuck this dude. I don't know what it is. I know the wig is bad. I know the makeup is terrible. I just love him. He's so handsome. What is happening? I'm I'm glad that you feel comfortable to be vulnerable on this podcast. (laughs) What is happening? You know who also... And this, I'm not saying anything about this actor. It's not anything like... I'm just like... Ja- ja- Jasper Cullen. What? I know. I what? know. I fucking what? know. What? What? Also, what? can I just also bring up two? You know who also can get it? Um, Jacob's what dad. I think his name's Harry Clearwater. Oh! He can fucking yeah, no, get he can it. get it. He can get it. He, he is get it. beautiful. Once we get to the frankly like jacob and all of his friends that's where it's like i gentlemen you have my interest um that's where like ding dong alley's checked in frankly. yeah um but yeah uh, um so okay we should no, probably jacob, go no over... jacob's dad is handsome as fuck he truly so, is he yeah. is such a babraham that, lincoln that actor is also in uh hell or high water which i recommend oh hell I yeah think, i think hell or high water is it on Netflix or Hulu? It's on streaming somewhere right now, so check it out. Um, okay, more about this fucking movie. Yeah, Bella we should really probably hates herself. Talk about All of the my plot notes. too, because we like. I think we went into this just expecting people, that everyone knows what Twilight is about, but people know. But what if they don't? What if we've got okay. some Gen Zers listening? Hey, baby. No, oh, Gen Z fucking knows. Anyway, whatever. Do they? Okay, I hope they do. Okay, so Bella. Okay, they know that. Okay, so Bella. Le- moves away from Phoenix. By the way, something she says is, um, I'd miss the heat. No, you wouldn't, bitch. Yeah, in fucking you live in Phoenix. Phoenix. Absolutely you live in not. Phoenix. You'd miss the heat. I'd miss the heat. No, no, one no lived- that's a lie. And that's how, that within the first minute of the film is how we know Stephanie Meyer's full of shit. It, Stephanie, you live in Phoenix. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah, also, like, Tucson's way better than Phoenix. Yes, thank you. And it's not but as also, hot. I've, Phoenix I, sucks, and ASU can also, eat my butt. So shut, oh and God. not in a fun way. I've never been more in love with you than in this moment right now. I love you too. 
I love you. But yeah, fuck Phoenix. Um, that being said, all of our listeners who live or res- we love Phoenix. Thank you for listening. Um, no, but I'm, like, I'm no. If you're from Phoenix, fuck you. Just kidding. I'm fuck not kidding. Phoenix. No, I'm just kidding. One time I went on a date with someone, a guy who was shitty about Tucson. I was like, you guys are so proud of your fucking freeway. And he was like, yeah, because you guys don't have a smooth way to get here, get anywhere here. And I was like, okay, this is not going to work out between the two of us. There were other reasons. Um, yeah, I once, I once went on a date with someone who was, like, hating on Tucson. Out here. This is when I used to live here. And he was from, like, the Bronx. And he was like, Tucson sucks. And I was like, have you ever been there? I fucking lived there, dude. And he was like, yeah, I was there one time when I was eight. And I hated it. And I was like, okay, well, that's mature. Bye-bye forever. Maybe because you were on a family trip when you were eight, yeah. ma'am. This Wait, is, sir. This is also <laughs> the same guy that called me a fake nerd. <gasps> okay, well, we're he's dead now. So yeah, he's he's, not. he's I deceased. Hope he's, alive. he's gone. No, rest in I'm peace. Sorry. All right, rip in peace. Anyway, no, I I hope he's okay. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sure um, he's fine. Whatever. Oh, anyway, moves up to Forks with her dad, who's the chief of police. She's there, and while there, um, we are introduced to a family of people called the Cullens. And something that I think is interesting that was pointed out by someone else or whatever, um, the Cullens are va- like they're vampires. They can they have like super hearing. So when Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick is in this movie. When Anna Kendrick is like explaining the Cullens to Bella, and they're just slow motion like walking, they can hear everything that's being said about them. So that's why they're like smiling and posing and being like, ah, you know. Um, uh, the Cullens are a family <laughs> and how it's explained how how the Cullens have explained it to like the people in the town I guess um, the, the doctor and Mrs. Cullen <laughs> are foster parents to like these teens to, f- to f- how many teens? five to five Yeah. Um, four of those teens are dating each other so like Rosalie and Emmett are a couple. Jasper and Alice are a couple. Except for Edward. Edward doesn't have a person. And he isn't dating anybody. And my favorite is when Anna Kendrick goes, he's gorgeous, obviously. Yeah. But he's too good for anyone here. Not like I even care. And my favorite thing about that is when she's like, he's gorgeous, obviously. And like, Pattinson is a is a great looking guy. He just he he doesn't look great in that shot. The the makeup in this he film franchise really did him dirty. I here's I I've come around on the makeup because I'm like oh this is what's fun. It's because it's insane. Like I feel well, like yeah, the first movie it's really fun got to look at, but like he yeah. does not look good. No, I think also because apparently they waxed his eyebrows for the first one. Oh. And then the second one, he was like, please just don't do that. Please, I just let me have my eyebrows. And they were like, okay. I feel like but they also, not I, only waxed them, but like they they lightened up his face and they darkened up his hair. And it's not I a good I think they made look. it blonder. I, they did something to his hair where you're like, babe, what is happening? But his but, eyebrows are so dark. Which normally I would like, but like, I, here's the thing. He has those, naturally, he has those very thick, very dark, bright, dark, 
gorge. Frankly, very into those eyebrows, sir. Um, right. Oof. But um, uh, I love the like first one especially because it's like that indie movie budget and like they they again they really were like we're making like an indie kind of silly like fun high school movie about vampires. So everyone's gonna have this like almost pancakey like stage makeup and. It's honestly kind of fun. It's it fun. is. This movie, the wigs are crazy. This movie oh, is the wild. And I, like Emmett, who is one of the Collins, just a big jock who always teen wolfs every single car. He is never not standing on whatever car is yeah. in motion. Um, it's Kellen Lutz, right? Kellen Lutz. Um, Rosalie. Okay. Can we talk about Rosalie for a hot sec? We get more into her in the other movies. She's the best character. She might be the best, not the best character, but like of these vampires, she's the one where I'm like, I'm kind of on her side, frankly. Yeah, she's, she's the right. one that has the most common sense. Yeah, she's like, we shouldn't be fucking around with a human. Um, it could put all of us in danger. It could put her in danger. And then Bella, guess what? Bella. Exactly yeah. that happens. Exactly that happens. Also kind of living for like, <laughs> like, hot mean like hot mean girl and her jock boyfriend like that's they're vampires who've been around for like however many years but they still are like a a mean bitch and her dumb jock boyfriend yeah um (laughs) oh this is also something because like later sorry i know we're jumping around but like when Listen, y'all after, can keep up. You've seen Twilight. We know you have. You've seen Twilight. I know a minute ago we were like, we have to explain, but now we're like, bet you know. Okay, <laughs> Edward. Okay, when Edward is revealing, like, after Bella, and also the scene where he, re- Bella figures out, <gasps> oh! he's a vampire. Okay, before when they're on the field trip, there are so many, like, all of the high school scenes where it's like, we're just trying to get through high school, I think are great. They're funny. They're weird. I believe, like, I think something this movie does a good job of that maybe, I, I don't know, I mean, it, we're going to probably rewatch the other ones, but I, something I think this movie does a really good job of is making you kind of see, like, the life around Bella and, like, holding on to her humanity because mm-hmm. her friends are silly, her friends are laughing. Like, as she's driving away when she's trying to escape the bad vampires, she's looking at, like, all of her high school friends who are laughing and having a good time and like they're excited to see her and she could tell she's actually kind of sad about leaving them and um we don't really get that in the other movies um yeah from she's the very jump, much like, separated from, from people yeah. her age yeah, from this from like basically from this point on yeah from this point on she's like not really engaged with anybody her age anyone who's like not human um, and she has what I would argue is an unhealthy obsession with wanting to become a vampire. Yeah. But also, I think something else, like this movie, and I well, I know we'll get to it, but like this movie and then the very last movie, I feel are the ones that actually seem feel like they have legitimate stakes or there might actual, actually be peril because a common theme of these of this series is building up to be like, oh no, if this happens, then this will happen. And like something terrifying, setting up truly drastic, scary scenarios and then nothing happens. It's like, nope, okay. They just said it was okay. 
Um, yeah. And this one, like, Bella, her fucking leg is broken. She is bitten by a vampire. She might die. Um, there's actual blood in this movie. And despite this series being about vampires, I don't know that we see this much blood in, like, any other movie. Um, yeah, we don't. But it, And it's interesting, but, like, too, because, yeah. like, there's also the stakes that have to that the Cullens and Bella face are also the same or similar stakes that the rest of Forks and her dad is facing because the whole big bad is there's like a, a group of three vampires, um, Victoria, James, and Laurent. Thank you, Laurent. And um, they are in the Seattle area just murdering up a storm. Fucking murderinos, dude. And, and and throughout the book and the movie, people are being attacked by animals and dying. And and it's attacked by animals, a.k.a. killed by vampires. But the humans think that it's an animal attack. And so that whole storyline is intertwined. So the stakes are very real. Yeah. Because and not only like, is Bella threatened and the Cullens are threatened territorially, but also people are dying. Yeah, and up to a certain point, I think the movie and a little bit of the book kind of wants to imply that, like, it may be the Collins. Like, maybe it's Edward who is killing these people. Well, and then I very thought quickly that when they I first shut read the down. book. Yeah, and that's an interesting take, but then very quickly it's like, no, they're good. No, they Edward's just amazing. Off. And, like, bitch, no, he's not. No, he isn't. Edward's an abuser. Um, Edward is. Ugh. It's. <laughs> Like I just and, and he keeps let me coming just, up to her. Yes, he keeps coming up to her. Yeah, he, and saying you should not be friends with me, bitch. Then leave me alone. Yeah, and then and then there's a moment during the field trip or like right after where he's like, I can't fight this anymore. I have to be near you, but you shouldn't be near me. And it's like, what, bitch? What the fuck? And I will say from my own personal dating experience, if you are friends with someone that you're like romantically interested in and that person tells you like oh I'm an asshole I'm not worth your time I'm like not a good person whatever you should believe them when people tell you who they are believe them my Angelou um yes and honestly it's something that I have learned the hard way and uh take it from me it is not fun so a lot of us have I know and it's unfortunate because we want to see the best in people but like if someone is going out of their way to like harass you and then tell you to like leave that you should basically they want to put the onus on you so that they are not the bad guy so that you can be the one that they demonize in their mind because you said no when really they should just leave you alone yeah like something when he reveals to her, I think it's before he even says, I'm a vampire, but when he's like, I can read thoughts, yeah. but I can't read yours, um, she's like, oh, like, he says, like, I can tell you, I just told you I can read thoughts, and your immediate thought is that something is wrong with you, and that's Bella's whole thing, and she's immediately, it's, the, it's going back to that thing of, like, a, a child of negligent parents of, like, oh, it's me. I didn't do something. We're in this position because I didn't do something to fix this. Right. And when it's, it's, oh, it's nothing sad. to do with her. It is incredibly yeah. sad. Yeah. The part where... Um, Bella needs a therapist, when he's, yeah. when, Bella needs a needs, therapist, y'all. Bella needs a therapist, babe. Also, 
something I wrote. I wrote down so many lines. Like, this movie makes me laugh. This movie is so fun to watch. It is fascinating. It is so funny. Like, the part where, um, I think it's right after he saves her from the creepy guys. And they're driving really fast and he's angry. And he's like, you need to distract me from going back there and um, killing those dudes. And she goes, you should put your seatbelt on. And he goes, you should put your seatbelt on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, you could feel Robert Pattinson being like, I hate myself. Let me die. Yeah. Um, um, oh, oh, also something. When, he, when they're in his room, I actually love Edward's room, TBH. It's beautiful. Um, I love it. But when he's, she's like, wow, you have a lot of music. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is um, Debussy. And she just stares at him and goes, Claire de Lune is great. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. This movie is the best one as like a high school movie because like when you're a teenage or teenager and you like someone and you don't know shit, you're like, oh, yeah, I also love this song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, can I jump ahead? Because there's a moment yes. that I love that's kind of dovetailing off of like the fun high school shit. Is that um, when they're looking for prom dresses, Anna Kendrick is like, oh, this makes my boobs look great. And then at the end of the movie, when they're all at the yes! prom, Bella and, and like, Kristen Stewart and uh, Anna Kendrick kind of lock eyes. And Kristen Stewart, like, looks at her and, like, points to her boobs and gives a thumbs up. And Anna yes! Kendrick's like, oh, my God, thank you. And I thought yes! that was very sweet. <laughs> I agree. I pointed. I noticed that too. Oh, sorry. Can I go back to the vampires really quick? Because this was something I forgot, or maybe I didn't remember or didn't know. Um, when Edward is telling the story of how, like, because I guess the doctor Cullen was the one that changed everyone and like created this little hive of vampires. Um, Edward was his first that he turned, and the way. It is shot. It is erotique, frankly. Very, um, very. Like, his mouth is fully open on Panson's neck, and Panson's, like, digging it. I was like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, what's happening? And then he's like, and then he met Esme years later. He met, he and Edward were hanging out way before the woman that's, like, his wife. I, okay. Well, that I explains want why this he to takes be Edward so seriously, though. Yeah. Also, I because later we find out. I, I do we find this out in the first move in the first book, in one of the I don't know when this I think this maybe comes up in the second or third movie. I feel like this comes up in the first book. I'm trying to remember when this happens, but basically it is revealed that Edward. <laughs> oh my god! Is a virgin. Is a virgin. <laughs> He's a virgin. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, also, it doesn't matter because virginity is a concept that was made it's up a by concept, the Catholic Church my... to control women's sexuality. So who gives a shit? Ding dong. Thank you. This is what I think would make a more interesting story or more compelling. Okay. Tell me. He and Dr. Cohen. It was like a Lestat Louis situation <gasps> where they're lovers. They're lovers for years. And then dr cullen changes this woman and now edward just has to like live with them and he's like i guess this is my mom now or whatever and so dr cullen just keeps making new vampires and ever all of them find their mates and edward initially thought dr cullen was his mate but 
no dice. And then like a hundred years later, he meets some fucking girl that he could control. And he's like, I'm, I can't change her. I, that's, I want to get to that in a second too. Well, he also tells her that that she's the one he's been waiting for his whole life. That makes sense, Allie. That holds water. Thank you. You are on on fire today with your theories, madame. Thank you. Thank you. All we needed was Twilight. God, I'm so... I forgot. Frankly, this first one, I wish all of the other movies were like this. I wish Catherine Hardwick had been given all the other movies. They're excited. This one's, frankly, exciting and silly and funny, and it still has the same kind of, like, creepy, frankly, abusive shit as the other ones. But this one feels more... Like, oh, it's like a silly, fun high school love story. We're going to go to the woods and uh, we're going to like it's it's like it opens with a deer being eaten, you know, whereas the other ones are like, there might be something dangerous. Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) I would also take it a step further and argue that Catherine Hardwick's Twilight is a well-made movie, but it's like. The bones of it are like a good film. Like she is a good yeah. film director, but yeah. it's she's just polishing a turd. That is kind of cool. But it is she's doing she's making something really interesting with. I don't she mean has. I don't mean this as shady to Catherine Hardwick. I mean this as oh, shady no. to Twilight and the entire story of Twilight. Like Agreed. trying to make Twilight good is like putting spray paint glitter on a turd. Got it. Some people like poop. <laughs> <laughs> what a phrase what did i just say i don't know what? are you okay no, no. <laughs> clearly not oh no um, i okay um but like this villain because james the oh god the wigs in this movie the wigs the wigs the wigs, oh. the wigs in this film the wigs also when they play ba- when they play baseball the the hats over the wigs. Oh, oh. The the hat. My the soul. W- oh God. The wig. This the and wigs. it's playing. We're listening to Muse. This movie fucking is fun. God damn it. This movie's fun. Um, they're insane. I the wigs in this movie. Um. Oh, what I was gonna is say is the wig? villain. Is that a wig? Um. <laughs> Thank you for doing that um okay so i was gonna say the villain in this the villain in this film feels, is the wigs it's the wigs, but also the hero somehow <laughs> the wigs well, the are the, an- the, the wigs are the anti-hero the wigs are the anti-hero in this movie. um okay i like uh, i <laughs> there's i feel like there's so much to talk about and we can't like there's not even enough time. Like I, we are scratching I, the surface of Twilight of these movies. I'm, but like I honestly gotta like how this movie looks. It's silly. It's it's not silly, but it's fun. You're like, what am I watching? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's, oh, it's when a kooky, he, when weird, he, fun he, time. <laughs> oh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was just so saying excited. it's a kooky, weird, fun time. You're right. Okay, when we didn't even talk about the thing that like makes Bella be like, oh, he's a vampire. Because she's almost hit by a car. And oh. he is across the parking lot, sees the car coming, and he jumps in front of her, stops the car, and just stares at her. Uh, dents the other car. And she's like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, you're crazy. No one's going to believe you. Um, 
Yeah, she approaches blah, blah, blah. him at the hospital after, and he literally says, no one's going to believe you. That's crazy. And then yeah. she confronts him about it again the next day at yeah. school, and he's like, I had an adrenaline rush. You can Google it. It's very common. I, I was going to say, you can Google it. That was – I laughed so hard. 2008, baby. Uh, also, also when <laughs> when she's staring – there's lots of eye close-ups. This movie has interesting fucking shots – because I think it's just like, oh, we're trying shit. We're making an effort, you know? Yeah. I, uh, anyway, uh, this movie had less, such a smaller budget than the other ones, and yet it, frankly, looks more interesting. Yeah. Can we also anyway, talk about this And no shade to, like, when she's the like, people who worked on the other ones. Yeah. Anyway, Can we sorry, also continue. talk about when she confronts Edward about being a vampire? Like, that scene is probably one of the most copied, joked about, At- like... Like, you're super fast yeah. and super strong, but you're pale yeah. and cold. And he's like... You speak like you're from a different time. Which he absolutely does not in this film. Although I did write, why is he talking like this? It has less to do with, like, oh, he talks like he's from old olden days. And it's more just, like, his cadence is so weird. I think it's um, because it's the first time Robert Pattinson had to put on an American accent. Oh, it 100% is that. Uh, and so, like, it's just all this stuff. And he goes, say it. And she goes, vampire. And my favorite, favorite, favorite part of this is when he goes, as if you could outrun me. Yes, me too. Me too. I lost it. I was so excited when it was happening. As if you could outrun me. Oh, my God. And then, and then, and then the best. You have to see what I look like in the sunlight. And just like, bitch, goes, what the this fuck? is the skin of a killer. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Yeah, a glittery killer. Ooh, scary. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb. Ew. What? You're like my own personal brand of heroin. Excuse me? Yeah. Uh, red flags. Red flags. That's, if someone called me heroin, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, if um, anyone said that to me, I'd be like, I have to go. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta leave. Yeah, actually. in the words of Eddie Izzard, um, I have to go. My grandmother is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Melanie, I have an important question for you. I'm ready. Was this movie romantic? Absolutely not. What? No. Do, do uh, you agree? I agree. Yeah. Did you think this movie was sexy? On account of three. Um, one, two, three. Absolutely no. not. There was okay. I will be honest. There was one moment where I was like, hmm. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> what moment? I think it was. I think it was. Um, it, it wasn't when they kissed. Although that was kind of like you could tell. It's like oh, these two actually did want to make out with each other. Um, but uh, to be honest, there was a moment when he when he stopped the car from hitting her where I was like okay really okay it was brief it was brief all right and I think it's because again maybe it's that thing of like what if a man was quiet and just did what he was supposed to do (laughs) we haven't even talked about the fact that he watches her sleep oh god bye bitch before they're even friends he sneaks into her bedroom and watches her sleep yeah that's Bye, a stalker. Bitch. That's illegal. That's a crime. That's a stalker, Bella. That's a stalker. Not Jacob being at his house. You fucking bitch. Yeah. Sorry. Ugh. I'm. I. I mean, we'll get to it. But full disclosure, when this was like at its peak, when we were teens, 
I was like, I knew part of me was like, oh, she's going to end up with Edward. And I feel like she has the vibe, like she and Edward kind of deserve each other because they're both insufferable. But I was like, I was kind of team Jacob. But then you later on, you're like, oh, Jacob's also kind of terrible. Yeah, I was um, I was also team Jacob until he turned into a possessive asshole. Yes. I saw a thing, weirdly today, it's like the algorithm knew or whatever, but someone was like, if you were team Jacob, you are gay because he had long hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an exception and, uh, to your rule, bitch. I know, truly. And I, I know it was like entirely a joke. But it yeah, of course. Hard. Um... Also, if boys can't have long hair, what what are we doing? Also, first of all, like he's playing boys an indigenous boy, and they specifically yeah. have long hair, so <sighs> chill. If if honestly, uh, boys with like it is a cultural norm that they grow out their hair because, also, if I'm not mistaken, there's a lot of power and strength and spirituality in their hair. Mm-hmm. And also, we take the if like however we're explaining it right now take that with whatever a million grains of salt because we are not yeah neither one like, of us is we have so. the most watered down understanding of indigenous culture yeah. again <laughs> as outsiders donate to the again again twilight don't wait donate to the quailer tribe um Allie's right like if you if you have any bucks to spare you should support indigenous creators and indigenous people in general yes uh the final question not the final question the uh, most would you recommend this question. movie? Well, we'll get to the most important question. Would you recommend it? Absolutely, I would. This movie oh, yeah, is yeah, insane. Same. same, same. Like, one hundred percent recommend this like, movie. First of all, if you want, if you are of drinking age and you want to have a good time, oh, yeah. either play a drinking game to this movie or get fucked up while you're watching it. It makes it oh. ten times better. Although I did, I will say I watched this totally sober this morning. Had a great time. Had a great time. I I did have some like coffee though, so maybe that helped. I don't know. Uh, but now I do think we should get to the most important question. Fuck, marry, kill. Yes. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. Okay, go. All right. And I I think we should talk about this movie specifically. Yes. Because later on, it's gonna change, and we'll be introduced to these characters in different ways. So like, this will change. And yeah. Stuff. Anyway, okay. Continue. You're going to hate the way I say this, so just brace yourself. I'm already, I'm already not, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, already not happy, you're going to get less happy. Okay. Yeah. Um, fuck, Mary kill, daddy swan. I hate you. Daddy Clearwater or daddy Cullen. Oh, okay, actually, I love this trio. Um, we're killing daddy Cullen. I, um, not interested, frankly, not interested. Mm. Um, he's fine, but, like, as a character, I guess, but, like, no, thank you. I'm good. Um, no offense, Peter Fascinelli, you're a nice man, handsome guy. No, thank you. I'm good. Um, who would I marry? Hard, right? This is difficult, Uh because either way, there's no real wrong answer, because both of these are good dudes. These are good dudes. I, I think... I'm trying to think who I would be, a, like, not only who do I want to spend time with, because I'd like to spend time with both of these gentlemen, frankly, but, like, who I think would benefit from me being there. Um, and I can't see Daddy Clearwater benefiting from, like, having me at his house, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, but I'm going to make love with that man. That's a handsome man and a lovely dude, and he has a vibe, and like I dig it. Um, and I guess I'm. Oh, I don't love that I'm marrying a cop. <laughs> Ugh, oh. Not happy with that. I mean, ACAB. Oh boy, that bumps me the fuck out. But here's the thing. I think maybe Charlie needs me. I think Charlie needs me as an influence on him, and also to just absolutely, um, you know, just I'm I'm gonna just ruin that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I. You know what? No, no. I'm gonna stand by that. Yeah. We're gonna just. You know what? We're gonna. It's gonna be. You know what? It's gonna. It's. It's. Get ready. All right. Charlie, Charlie, what's his name? <laughs> what is Charlie, Charlie Swan. Swan. Charlie Swan, you better watch out, motherfucker, because I'm coming. Oh. Hold on. I'm coming. Um, uh, how about you? Okay. Um, I also, Daddy Cullen has to go. Bye-bye. We are dismembering him and burning the pieces of the body. Kill him. Oh, I will say that was one of the best parts of this movie, too, when they just all got together and ripped his head off and did all that was fun yeah, anyway continue that was fun i'm sorry to interrupt okay. but yeah i did enjoy daddy that too as a horror fan um and i would actually switch i would fuck daddy swan and i would marry daddy clearwater that i see that working as well again there's no like wrong answer with those two both of them seem like actually daddy clearwater probably is more committed probably a better partner but, um, wait, is there another fuck, Mary kill we can do? Uh, or are we just, like, here's the thing. Part of me wants to do a fuck, Mary kill, but with, like, Robert Pattinson characters. Why don't we do, uh, oh, okay, I have another fuck, Mary kill. Or Kristen kill. Stewart. I have, oh, go, I have go, another go. fuck, Mary kill. Go, go, go. Edward, Jasper, Emmett. Ooh, I'm, oof. here's the thing. I know. Okay. For being, I realize that I'm calling on stuff that we find out not in this movie. So maybe that's cheating. Yeah. But I would, let's, let's stick to the, this movie specifically. But it's hard with what I know, Melanie, <laughs> because the fact, okay, we'll, we'll get to that when we come to it. But, um, My answer might still be the same. I don't know. I, I would actually be curious. Okay, I'm curious about how our answers will change as we continue throughout the the Twilight Saga. Like, cause here's the thing: I would probably be similar with with the first with the first movie with the only things we know about Jasper from the first movie. I would probably like date Jasper, um, because we don't know what we come to learn about this stupid fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> This racist fuck. For someone whose power was empathy, he has no... I... uh, Also, the fact... Whatever. We'll get to... Okay. I know we're not there yet. With what we know from the first one, I would kind of want to kill Edward because he is exhausting and creepy and gross. And from what we know about um, Jasper in the first one is just that he's like a quiet, supportive boyfriend, and I guess I would marry him from from this Jasper, 
the one that we don't, the one that isn't, to our knowledge, a fucking Confederate soldier. You know, um, he's just like a quiet guy who seems like to not want to bother anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'd marry that one. Um, and I'm going to fuck Emmett because you know it's crazy. That dude is crazy. You know he's just like, what do you need? Okay, I can do that. Like, <laughs> She wears a sideways baseball hat and it's teen wolfing on every car. Yeah. And she probably will like, I was about to say something very explicit and I won't. <laughs> I, either way, I think I agree. I think I have the same move mm-hmm. as you. Kill from Edward, this one, marry Jasper, fuck Emmett. Yeah. If we're going based only on this movie, that would be my answer, probably. I was going to do one for the gals, but, like, that might be even more difficult. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think I want, like, I would just kill all of them. I would probably, honestly, I'd talk up with Rosalie if she agreed to it, if she was cool with that. A hundred percent. Rosalie and I would... I what up girl shout out see for me I just feel like Rosalie and I would clash too much because we both have very big stubborn personalities she would love me this has been Twilight this has been Twilight (laughs) and we want to hear your opinions really we do so like any fun Twilight trivia any jokes that you have strong opinions things that you agree things that you disagree Twilight is so important to our generation please hit us up on social media our instagram and twitter handles are at hell you can also email us through our website uh which is at hell at what is our website hellnocast.com um and you yes. can listen to our podcast and share it if you want to leave us a like or a five-star review share us with your friends you can find us on google podcast apple podcast and spotify um, but any any kind of love you want to spread, we would very much appreciate because we've been working pretty diligently on the pod since we've come back from hiatus, and we would love if you shared it. Well said, Melanie. Also, shouts out to Tiff, our beloved sound engineer and friend. He's coming. He's coming back, you guys. He's gonna. He's on his way back. He's coming back, and. Um, I'm excited to talk to him about these. Oh, me films. too. I cannot wait for Tipper's pop culture osmosis. Oh, I'm so excited. It's gonna. I don't be know good, why I y'all. made that it's noise. Gonna be good. I don't love that. I I don't love that I made that noise. That's okay. That wasn't the noise I was going for. Um, the noise I was going for was. Oh yeah. No, more close. Oh 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 oh. Every time I hear that song, I like think of that TikTok where they're talking. And okay, here's a fun little thing. Here's some. Okay, if we can get three five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, I will learn the exact twerking dance and I will do it. I will learn that dance and I will record myself doing it in my living room. But only, what did I say? Three? Yeah. Three. Three five-star reviews reviews on Apple Podcasts. If we get three new five-star reviews, I will do that. And I keep my promises, y'all. So if that doesn't incentivize you, listen, you're talking to someone who learned the entire dance to Thriller. 
because I wanted to, okay? I'm capable, I'm a good dancer, I could do it, and I will pony up, so please, she will. please. And she is a good please. dancer. If I can speak, if I can speak for you or speak, I'd rather as a witness, Melanie is a very good dancer. Oh, Melanie thanks. is a great dancer. Thank, well, this has been You Had Me at Hell No. I have been Al. And I've been Mel. Thank you for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely at our homes in front of our pets, Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to say congratulations to Tiffer on the birth of his daughter, as well as a big thank you to Lucille Petty and Bella Vanek for writing our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille.